You're listening to WRMS Mornings, and here's a replay of today's announcements. My birthplace and homeland of Brantford is located on the territory of the Six Nations of the Grand River and Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. Indigenous peoples have been guardians of the Grand River Valley for more than 10,000 years. In 1784, settlers used the Haldeman Proclamation to narrow Indigenous lands to six miles on each side of the river, and since then, Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and neutral peoples have been victims of theft. Their sacred land, which holds deep physical and spiritual meaning, has been reduced to 5% of what was promised to them. To show respect, we must not omit such truths, either from history or the present. To be honest with ourselves, settlers must understand that truth has been left out of calls for truth and reconciliation. Collectively, we need to organize and invest our energies into finding ways for Indigenous peoples to reclaim lands that have been taken from them. Settlers need to learn the history involved and use that wisdom to combat erasure of Indigenous lands, which are interconnected with Indigenous language, teachings, and traditional ways of knowing. Without restitution of land, acknowledging this theft and apologizing for stealing it is meaningless. Good morning, W. Ross. Today is Friday, September 29th, and today is Orange Shirt Day. This is Mrs. Cresswell. I have the privilege of teaching the Indigenous Studies class this year as we learn together about the peoples who have lived on and continue to live on what they call Turtle Island and today what we call North America, which includes Canada. Tomorrow on September 30th, this will be the third year we honour National Day of Truth and Reconciliation first named in 2021, and it pur purposefully coincides with Orange Shirt Day, a day that started in some parts of the country in 2013 after Phyllis Webstad shared her experience of Indian residential school. We wear orange shirts, put orange backgrounds on Zoom sessions, see orange sprinkles on, on donuts at Tim Hortons, but remember that these are just symbols showing that we care, that we're allies, and telling a much more important story. We are honoring the indigenous peoples of our country. We remember the children who attended residential schools, the survivors, and those who did not survive the system. Truth and reconciliation means that we need to hear the truth, the hard truth about the history of our country, and then attempt to do what we can to reconcile or make right the wrongs of the past. One way to start this process is to give a land acknowledgement, stating in our own personal way that this land belonged to the indigenous peoples who took care of nature long before our settler ancestors arrived. If we create personal, heartfelt, and meaningful land acknowledgements, we are starting the process of reconciliation with our indigenous neighbors. Over the next few months, you will hear personal land acknowledgements from students and staff of W. Ross. Please pay respect to the message as we do for our national anthem. Please stop, listen, and understand what each message means. We encourage any student, staff, or class to create their own land acknowledgement, which could then be played on morning announcements. If you would like some advice and information, please contact me, Mrs. Cresswell, and the Indigenous Studies class will be happy to give you information that we have discovered about land acknowledgements. We wear our own shirts. We acknowledge the land on which we live, learn, and play to acknowledge our past. We are all treaty people, which means that land promises were made. And now again, we're going to listen to today's land acknowledgement. <laughs> 
My birthplace and homeland of Brantford is located on the territory of the Six Nations of the Grand River and Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation. Indigenous peoples have been guardians of the Grand River Valley for more than 10,000 years. In 1784, settlers used the Haldeman Proclamation to narrow Indigenous lands to six miles on each side of the river, and since then, Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and neutral peoples have been victims of theft. Their sacred land, which holds deep physical and spiritual meaning, has been reduced to 5% of what was promised to them. To show respect, we must not omit such truths, either from history or the present. To be honest with ourselves, settlers must understand that truth has been left out of calls for truth and reconciliation. Collectively, we need to organize and invest our energies into finding ways for Indigenous peoples to reclaim lands that have been taken from them. Settlers need to learn the history involved and use that wisdom to combat erasure of Indigenous lands, which are interconnected with Indigenous language, teachings, and traditional ways of knowing. Without restitution of land, acknowledging this theft and apologizing for stealing it is meaningless. Why do we wear orange shirts on National Day of Truth and Reconciliation, September 30th, each year? To honor survivors of the residential school system and to remember the memory of those who didn't return home. Let's hear a little bit of the residential school history in order to hear the truth, because we need to understand the hard truth from the Indigenous perspective in order to lead us to making amends, apologizing, or reaching reconciliation. The first boarding schools in Canada were set up in the 1600s by the Catholic Church. There was very little enrollment until they started to grow in the 1800s. By the 20th century, residential schools operated everywhere in Canada, except P.I., Newfoundland, and New Brunswick. 150,000 Indigenous children in total went to residential schools. There are many Indian residential schools across Canada, including the St. Joseph's Mission Residential School that Phyllis Webster attended in Williams Lake in British Columbia, and where her orange shirt was taken away from her. The Canloops Indian Residential School in Canloops, B.C., where the remains of 215 children were discovered in 2021 and right here in Brantford, where the Mohawk Institute still stands today. The Mohawk Institute Residential School was Canada's longest-running residential school and was run by the Anglican Church from 1831 to 1970. They are currently in the process of looking for unmarked graves of former students. In general, the schools were miserable places. The buildings were poorly built and maintained with limited heating during the winter and poor ventilation during the summer. The food was terrible and the staff were often completely untrained. This sad situation led to various types of abuse. According to the final report of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. So why do we study this terrible information that seems like ancient history and has nothing to do with us? Because it has everything to do with us. The last federally funded residential school was open in Saskatchewan until 1996. That's not that long ago. And the intergenerational trauma affecting Indigenous youth today means that all of us have to work together for reconciliation. 
As singer-songwriter Buffy St. Marie says, Remember to paddle on both sides of the canoe. That's how you get somewhere. And that means indigenous and non-indigenous people working together. There was an apology made in 2008 by Stephen Harper, our prime minister at the time. He said, We now recognize that in separating children from their families, we undermine the ability of many to adequately parent their own children and sowed the seeds for generations to follow. And we apologize for having done this. This apology and others are just the beginning. We wear our orange shirts to show that we care, that we are learning, and that we are allies on the road to reconciliation with our indigenous neighbors. Gord Downey, lead singer of the Tragically Hip, believes strongly in reconciliation and used a tragic tale of Cheney Winchak to tell us to do something. The child matters! A big thanks goes out to the Indigenous Studies class for sharing all of the learning that they're doing with us today. Other announcements today include a big thank you to everyone who organized the Terry Fox walk and run yesterday. The weather held out. It was a beautiful day, and uh, I believe everybody had a good time. So hopefully, if you still have pledge forms to return, you can get that money into the uh, phys ed teachers. This is an announcement for all drama students. Please remember that our class is being held in the Com Lab today. And for everybody, it is a PM Friday, so you should be attending your periods three and four classes this morning. This next announcement is from Mr. Dale. Lucas DeMontis and the Canadian Blind Hockey Program are excited to announce that they will again be hosting six skates at the Brant Sports Complex this year. This will be the sixth season that the WRMS is involved with the Canadian Blind Youth Hockey Program. If you are interested in being part of the program this year, please report to the girls' side of the gym on Monday, October 2nd at 12.15. Let's hope that you are the next great one. And next up, we have Awesome Andon with your weather. McDonald School currently outside. It's 14 degrees out, a little bit of cloud and sun throughout the day, and later it will be a high of 22. That's all I have for for this week. Have a nice weekend, Debbie Ross. Thank you, Andon, and that is all for your announcements. Have a great day and an awesome weekend. <laughs>